War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. Today is Monday. It is June 20th. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Everything you need make your home absolutely beautiful annuals perennials tree shrubs hanging pots 10 inch 12 inch moss baskets hanging in patience large selection beautiful patio pots vegetable plants and herbs tropical mandevillas hibiscus plants screen loom mulch available pickup and delivery mulch dark piney black and hemlock crushed stone full scale nursery everything you need make your home a showstopper plus Gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, I hope everyone had a, um, a wonderful weekend and a happy Father's Day uh, on this Monday. If, um, if you did see some of the news over the weekend, President Biden took a, uh, a bad tumble where he, um, in, in, in some ways, as much as it would be very easy, to just blame the president because ultimately it it falls on him but um but i think you it, it's not enough and i really question part of this is the staff that he has around him because anyone as someone that you know i enjoy cycling and do it quite a bit whatever we want to call it cycling bike riding if they want to show him just getting on a bike and showing that he's still vigorous and so forth on a saturday morning then that's one thing but there was no reason they got him in a helmet okay that's fine he's in a helmet i have the gloves on him i don't know if that's necessary then they have him in the biking shorts again that's fine it does make you more comfortable i wear them but where i take issue with the the biden team and the people around the president um is is just the fact that then they had him in like these stirrups for those of you if you do a lot of biking and you buy the the type where then your your legs lock in it really can it's a good workout and it builds your your calf muscles but it's certainly they don't need to have that on a 79 year old man who's just it's almost like doing a photo op where he's just like riding up so as he rode up he one the left foot he gets free and he should have just then got off on that side but instead he he got off and then as he was trying to get his right foot out it was caught because it was it's you lock it into the pedal instead of just doing your regular bike ride so he went tumbling over again listen he's 79 years old and uh and there's no reason for it but there's no reason to have him geared like that just put him on a bike and let him go for the ride and he would have been fine he was fine riding along but i think a a larger question here folks as, as you can tell listen the 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 country right now is is just a mess. Uh, the state, they're, they're not realizing it, but they're really a mess. But there's a good piece in the Wall Street Journal, Breaking the Biden Age Taboo. Democrats and the media suddenly discover the president is old. Again, this is an editorial in the Wall Street Journal. Past time, past time around our office was them trying to guess when would Democrats point out that he was too old for the job, should pack it in. So some people are saying it'd be after the midterms but the wall street journal is saying it's happening now the new york times kicked off the kicking with a story quoting various progressives suddenly admitting what everyone's known all along biden is the oldest serving u.s president at age 89 he'll be 82 when he finishes his term he looks and sounds every bit his age this declaration of the obvious has now moved along the progressive media course line to the atlantic with a piece that it serves let me put this bluntly joe biden should not run for re-election in 2024 he's too old so they write that these stories treated as a revelation. Biden suddenly showed 
you know, some dramatic decline. The truth is he demonstrated it. He had lost some verbal, maybe mental. In the Democrat debates in 2019, he hasn't improved. Democrats admitted it privately, but they rallied around the idea that he's the one Democrat that could beat President Trump, and he did hold off the nomination of Bernie Sanders. So the rest of the campaign was just the strategy of limiting his public exposure because of COVID. It was actually the perfect excuse. And, you know, and so the subject was taboo. This is one of the great free campaign passes in history. Reagan's age was a subject when he ran for president at age 69. Think of that in 1980. He was roasted after he stumbled in the first debate against Mondale in 1984. The Gipper was three weeks shy of 78 when he left office, which was younger than Biden when he entered the Oval. If the president runs and serves out a second term, he'll be 86 on his final day in the job. But Biden was needed to defeat Trump, and all this age business had to be ignored in 2020. Why are the Democrats, why turn now? One obvious answer is, president's down in the polls low approval rating may cost democrats control of uh, control of congress and the problem can't be the party's ideas or his adaption of the sanders agenda the problem has to be biden he's suddenly not up to the burden of the oval office and has aged even younger men he can't make the case for ideas he's overwhelmed by crises all of that is true wall street journal writes you have to be feel sorry for biden who saved his party from trump now expendable He's a political liability. You can almost hear him shouting at his staff, where's the gratitude? Think Bernie or Mayor Pete would have beaten Trump? I'm the guy who saved democracy. Biden can be stubborn, they write. I like this line. And as anyone with older parents know, taking away the car keys can be a difficult conversation. The president may not want to leave town as easily as some Democrats want him to. All the more given the lack of obvious Democrat alternatives to Biden. Vice President Harris would run in a millisecond, but nothing she has done or said since her emergence on the national scene suggests she's up to the presidency. Democrats know this, which you can tell by the stories earlier this year about her political struggles, which were planted by Democrats. That's the Beltway Insider way of preparing the field for other candidates to consider running. Not that Pete Buttigieg would need any coaxing. Such is the price of nominating Biden with so little scrutiny about his capacity for the presidency. Perhaps Democrats will avoid a drubbing in the midterms or they'll rally after the election by using a GOP Congress as a foil. But Democrats may want to begin looking for a candidate far from Washington if they want to retain the White House in 2024. Folks, and let me also say this. Uh, it's not like he's incapable of doing a job, right? I mean, people are living longer. Um, there's nothing wrong with people that are working very active, 80s, even up to 90. But however, the job, the demands, the demands of the job of president of the United States, it is it is endless. And they have fallen into crisis. He's not presenting ideas. They're constantly on the defensive. He is clearly up, not up to the job. And I want to be very clear about that. There's nothing. There are a number of people that are well into their 80s that are working that are very productive. However, many times it could be something not as taxing. It may even be part time. It could be something that they do, that they enjoy, that they happen to be good at. But it's it's not exactly, you know, no one's waking them up in the middle of the night to let them know that. That there's been a natural, that there's been a disaster in the country, or there's been a shooting, or that, you know, Russia just did something, or China did something. So he is clearly not up to the task of that. But right now, um, that is also, by the way, I think the last barrier. Now, Bernie Sanders, think of this, Sanders, who's 80, he's still not running out, run, uh, ruling out, excuse me, running again. But at some point... You have to look at yourself, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the thing with this breaks off is, is Biden thinking he's going to run for a second term. Now, listen, if he were rolling along and the country were rolling along and he was enjoying, you know, 55, 60% approval rating, maybe that seems a little high, but something comfortable north of 50, 
right in the mid 50s 55 57 well then that's that's one thing but that's clearly obviously as we know that's not the case folks this portion of the john DePietro show on this monday i want to again remind you my friends at jay's broadway appliance and tv now listen as you're listening on this monday if you need some new appliances specifically new grill or air conditioner it is going to get hot pop it and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 smithfield right down from apple valley i like you pull right in front they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 and then saturday and sunday by appointment you deal directly with the owner they'll match or beat any package deal and the service is great the selection they have is fantastic and whether it's a new grill or whether it is in fact a new air conditioner or any appliance for that matter washers dryers dishwashers refrigerators so many people are saying that they're not going to travel this summer but you still want to improve your home jay's broadway appliance and tv 47 cedar swamp road route 5 smithfield they're open right now pop in remember shop local they've been in business since 1963 and they have such a great selection all right it's monday we have a lot going on folks you're listening to the john DePietro show the next time you have an emergency head straight to atmed urgent care Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It is our friend Justin Katz. Justin, if you don't mind, I, first of all, uh, belated Happy Father's Day. But I, I want to um, start off and just give you a chance to uh, address that you, you've done some work in the past for Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity. Uh, they're, you know, uh, attempting to do some kind of a forum with, I, I believe, debates or having different candidates on. And um, in 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 last week, uh, out, out of nowhere, the the Matos campaign comes out and and ridiculously, in my opinion, makes these accusations. And 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 it's one thing to say no thanks, we don't want to be part of it, but of course that's not the way they operate, and they just have to throw things around. So I, I want to give you a chance to address this and kind of put it in the proper context. Well, yeah, I think the proper context is, you know, early on with the Center for Freedom and Prosperity, we were able to have some events, you know, t- say 10, 15 years ago, events with people who disagreed with us. They would come, they'd debate, we'd discuss issues. But even then, it was it was very difficult to find people willing to do that. And it got more and more difficult. And to me, this is very much in keeping with that. So basically, I guess, uh, as you said, I no longer work with them, but I, I, I gather they're trying to put together some kind of forum inclusive of all of the lieutenant governor candidates. Uh, and uh, I, apparently Deborah Giurio has agreed to do it. Uh, and I think that was really the impetus for Matos. They're going after her for associating with right-wing lunatics like the Center for Freedom and Prosperity and me. Um, and that's, that's really the context. And it just goes, it, it really does show this attitude uh, that People who you disagree with just don't matter. They don't count. In fact, they're evil, and you shouldn't. You're, you're wrong to even associate with them. I mean, that's kind of the attitude, and it, you know, it's kind of disappointing that the news media isn't isn't pushing back on this more. So basically, what they what Matos has done is, in order to to criticize Ruggiero, they've 
they've gone in search of anything they could find that the center or I actually said that was um, objectionable. And it's, it's really kind of pitiful at the end of the day, you know, it almost, I don't even care that they've gone after me. It's that they've, they haven't been able to even make a decent argument. I mean, the, what their claim for me is that I, I defend the indefensible and what they linked to, and your, your listeners will remember this is when the, the, the Nazis or the white supremacist group attacked the communist group in, in Providence, which we rightly pointed out was a pretty, pretty sad affair. I mean, it was a dozen people on each side yelling at each other. I mean, it was you're not talking about, you know, bad, brawls in the street or anything like that and my, what they linked to was my twitter response to the governor uh who was trying to make as they do trying to make this an incident as if if you have any information on this incident you know the exercise of people objecting to uh, an event uh i j- i wrote back simply do you have what's your position on the se- on the first amendment and that right. apparently is defending the indefensible is defending the first amendment and so that's how how thin this is. And I mean, that to me is the big story here is the lieutenant governor's office in order to go after a a fellow Democrat for daring to appear at a forum with people who might disagree with her uh, is actually going against the First Amendment, which is actually, you know, it's it's pretty consistent. Uh, Apparently, when I defend the First Amendment, that's wrong. And if Deborah Cheerio goes to an event in the name of First Amendment and and actually communicating with constituents, that's wrong, too. And I think that's we're in we're going in a very worrying direction with that. Folks, um, again, we're speaking with Justin Katz. And not only that, I I did follow up. With Deborah Cheerio then kind of throws the center under the bus, which to me, you know, that that becomes Justin Katz. it, It is this. You know, th- there's no tolerance on that side. There's also when called out, instead of just saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm trying to have a discussion here. Um, instead of just talking to the the same crew and so forth, you know, the immediate response is is that then she she kind of threw them under the bus. Um, but it, it's exactly what you said that I, I remember when the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity and they were making a good argument about had something with the sales tax and mm-hmm. and there were different democrats and committees that were saying i find this information helpful looking at it but the the fact that matos that i think is just being completely managed here it's not like that it is any principle they immediately just go to the playbook of these you know all you have to do is say trumpian type views and i will we will not be part of this divisiveness and everything they they're the ones that are actually the most least tolerant it's not they don't view anyone who's not a democrat or progressive democrat they don't they don't even view them as an american they view them as as if you are you're immediately if you're not a democrat or progressive you are the member of a far-right racist white supremacy group i mean I, and i'm not exaggerating exaggerating that's the terms that they throw around anyone that potentially disagrees with them oh absolutely and it, i mean it's it's 100 scapegoating i mean in it, it in reality i don't think the center or or me i don't think we are really the targets here the target was no. Rogerio, and so it's like yes. it's not only that we don't matter it's it's that we matter so little we're, we're not even human we're just we're just images out there that are that they can pretend is white supremacists who might be somewhere out in the world they need them here for this political purpose and so they'll scapegoat us to make us fit this mold that they need and if you want to talk about you know fascism that's what you're talking about is when when you stop treating your constituents as people who actually can't matter who are actually people but instead are just representatives of some thing you don't like whether it's the jews or or this or conservatives that's what they're doing here. It's exactly what they're doing here. And the problem is, it's just so, as, as Ruggiero showed by, by turning tail, it, it really does have currency on their side. And they're all it afraid does. of being accused of being, being seen with somebody of the wrong type. I mean, it's, it's yes. really, it's, it's frightening and it's disgusting. And the problem is it, it filters in Rhode Island, certainly through our entire government and our entire, almost our entire news media as well. I mean, it's just, it, this stuff can go bad very quickly and i I think uh people ought to start at least you know calling them on it i mean at at a bare minimum uh folks again our segment is politics this week and justin i just want to finish the point on that because i don't think it it does get enough attention 
Uh, but I had a friend who was saying, and wanted to point out, who was kind of watching this a little bit, uh, but, you know, you look like in Washington, Mitch McConnell is the Senate, you know, he's in the Senate. He's, I think, is going to be the Senate Majority Leader again. Uh, obviously well-respected. In, in Washington and other places, if, if Senator Mitch McConnell shows up at an event or something like that, I mean, it, he's obviously a very powerful, influential, highly respected individual, not easy running uh, when he's been running the Senate. But they were saying, you know, if he ever came to like an event in Rhode Island, the current crowd, Justin, this would be the equivalent of, to them of like a dictator coming in. And if anyone ever went to, you know, a reception to meet him or anything like that, the, the progressives, the Democrat Party, they are so off kilter. They would act as if, you know, this is like going, I hate to say it, but like going to meet Hitler. This is what you're, you're a, these are extremists. And they are so out of touch with the rest of the country. I, I'm, I'm really starting to noticing it more. And it's not highlighted enough. They're able to operate in this parallel world, but in their mind, it would be the equivalent of like a brutal foreign murderous dictator coming here. This isn't a matter, I don't think, anymore of like the, the opposing view of party. They truly, I think it's real insight to how they operate, that they really view the other side, whether it's a Ron DeSantis or a President Trump or Mitch McConnell, um, as, as you know, and it's all in their mind as, as dangerous right wing, almost like brutal dictators. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's important. To, there's at, at least at some level, there are people who know better. I mean, I know right. people in the media, you know, yes. Mike Stenhouse of the center knows people in the media. Nationally, right. the media people know this. They they foster this impression about Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, George W. Bush, whoever it is, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, every, when his neighbor attacks him, all they, they foster this attitude because their ideas are so bad. They have to have people recoil from us because otherwise they might consider us. Uh, and it, you know what? It's a really effective strategy because we're, we see it. We've been talking about it week after week in, here in Rhode Island. I mean, when, when you cannot join go into government or politics and express your views as somebody who's to the right of center when you cannot do that and not become treated like a monster you know like you ought to be attacked at the restaurant right when, when everybody feels free to constantly pile on you and insult you and, and drag you down insult your family i mean when that's when that's the environment who wants to bother and so this is an effective way for progressives to really kind of corner the market on a political stage because you have to be a little bit crazy to be conservative and go out and and step forward for this abuse and that's what they're really after they cannot have reasoned discussion because they lose every time so they have to foster this and and again what's disappointing is that it, it goes right through the the news media and all of government there's just uh, good government groups aclu they've all just disappeared on this and folded they're, so and that's that's the real problem in my view that's a very, very good point. There was at one point, there were some good government groups. It, it has absolutely folded, so you don't even have that anymore. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Justin Katz, our segment, Politics This Week, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, next uh, topic, I, I still am shaking my head. And as we speak, actually, I'm seeing a press release just went out from the group Parents United. And it, it is actually, the story's getting picked up 
nationally. Uh, apparently, there's an, an outlet that focuses on the media. And what I'm talking about is Channel 12, to their credit, uh, Eli Sherman, Tim White, they uh, broke the story uh, about this bizarre situation in North Kingstown. The coach, he'd bring in the kids. This was late October into November of last of just this past fall of this whole business of the naked fat test for the first time we started hearing about it. As I think about it, I'm not sure exactly who broke it, but Channel 12 was right there along with it. It may have actually been the Boston Globe. But anyhow, um, so right from the get-go, Dan York was scoffing at it. Uh, this odd you know, reaction to it. it was more concerned about the reputation of the coach than any of these children, very young males going into a closet with the coach. He would have them stripped and he would touch their, their bodies in private areas. And um, he had this odd reaction. He would laugh at it. It was no big deal saying he and his friends would have laughed about it back in the day. Uh, other odd defenses of this coach, Aaron Thomas. And then you come to, you know, here we are in June, and Channel 12 has continued to break the story. They're with the story, the naked fat test. And then Tim White, they, they do very extraordinary production segment where they get some of the victims to come forward. They, you know, black go to great lengths to hide their identity, but you can still see them, alter their voice so you can understand them, puts together this whole thing. And then Tim White. Uh, who's on Channel 12, they put a lot of time and effort into this. They were pumping it as they should. I I think if you went to the website, the whole thing was 15 minutes long. Well, anyhow, York apparently still has a show on Channel 12. Tim White goes on the show, doesn't need to, but probably just as an effort to then keep pumping the segment they had on the, on the, the victims speaking out. And then, and is completely scoffed at and mocked in the piece, and, and that's the part I want to get across to people. It's not as if he agreed to then do an outside interview. You know, I, I sometimes, like way back when you have Jim Terracani, okay, he's got a big story coming up on Planet Over this Thursday. That's one thing. But this is on Channel 12, on his own station where it's being mocked. And it, it's just so bizarre, this attitude that York has staked out this claim that it's still no big deal mocking the quote victims with quotation marks and then saying there's still this this large majority of individuals in i would imagine the interscholastically that quote still think it's no big deal i i i think this is unprecedented where tim white who seemed like taken aback was actually being mocked for his report on his own station well, I, I, you get the impression that York is, he, he staked out such a strong claim here and yes. he's unable to back off it. I mean, some of the new details that White has, has brought forth in, in his report, I mean, the the, ta- the school district spent $5,000 on a machine just to quietly get Thomas yes. to stop doing exactly. st- I mean, that, they spent money rather than try to cause controversy. They said, okay, if you need to do these fat tests, here's a $5,000 machine. You don't have to get the kids naked in the and, office. And, and so he's in the center of the locker room. Right. And he, so he switched to a puberty test where he's running their, his finger along kids' stomachs saying, if I can feel the muscles, it means you've hit puberty. I mean, come on. At some point, you've got to say, yeah, no, there's no longer just walking in the showers when the team's in there and, and yelling at them for the game. You know, This is no longer that kind of slapping towels at, at each other kind of thing anymore. And it's it's kind of you, at some point you've got to just just back off it. And I mean, York did say he closed by saying, well, when are we going to have on the 20, 30, 40, 50? people who had no problem with it well wow. that's a good that's a good question where are they <laughs> I mean, if if there was this huge majority we'd be hearing from them but we're not i mean it's just it's a very it is a strange uh strange kind of dynamic uh, and I, I i i'm not sure what to make of it i mean in general i'm 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 all i'm right along for the ride with people who are going to say we're we're too sensitive we're doing this we're doing that we're we're making big controversies out of everything uh, but but at some point it's just no there's just no room to do that anymore yeah this is um and again folks our segment is politics this week what i find and also if you're going to defend the point uh, defend the coach defend the coach but uh it's just and also justin as you and i have talked about i mean i i think channel 12 is the leader as far as the gender warriors and you know look who's coming up tonight just it's all women doing it i mean they're very much you know, that isn't this great. It's just Dr. Scott and Gina Raimondo, no men. I mean, they many times have been like the leaders with that type of thing. And 
I also look at that somehow uh, would the approach of like, this is no big deal and we would have been laughing about it and we were the others that, uh, you know, there's so many more that had no problem with it. Um, you know, what would, would this be the reaction if, if these were young females, right? Like the, the Dr. NASA with the, the U.S. gymnastics team, or if these were uh, young, you know, gay students, would this be the type of reaction? It, it almost seems in his twisted mind, it's just a bizarre reaction, and he continues to double down on it, that, that it's okay because it's white, even if they're 13, 14 year old white males, they're still 13, 14, they're still white males or young white men, I should say. So in, in some ways in his mind, it's, it's still fair game. I just wonder what the reaction local media would be if he was staking out this claim when it was, as I said, either young women or let alone if it was young people of color or if there was young gay students, if everyone would just kind of look the other way on it. Yeah, it is an interesting question. I mean, we are, in fairness to everybody involved, we are in very strange times. I mean, you, you yeah. can you can play the what if game. If it had been a woman coach with woman right. athletes, I doubt the media would be even be making a big deal out of it. I think they would yeah. have just gone away and they would have ignored it. If it were a male coach with with female students, then I think it'd be the biggest outrage in the country. And Dan right. York would they, people would have drummed him out of his his gig for saying such things. Um, but so I, I think we're in we're in very strange times here with, with all of this stuff and the the idea of what you're supposed to be sensitive about what you're it's like we've just sort of abandoned our ability to think critically i mean for for example you do have to take into account that the people who are coming forward now are now they have a civil lawsuit going so they're there's yes. not so they do have financial incentive at this point to make a big splash out of it but we can't even think critically anymore because it's just this gender wars stuff has just gotten out of hand yeah, that in it, it is, you know, several investigations. Peter Nerona still has an investigation going on. And and even the U.S. attorney, I mean, it literally has hit the, the level of a of a federal investigation. As much as people say, OK, don't make a make a federal, you know, make it like it's a federal law was broken. Uh, but in this case, they they are looking into this. It's so bizarre, but the unprecedented nature of scoffing at it on Tim White's own station, that is the part that is seemingly is really um, picking up steam. And I know the parents United are talking about, like, this is classic victim shaming. Like, okay, maybe it was these five altar boys, but let's bring in 50 altar boys that never had a problem with Father Gig and Father Shanley or some of these priests. Folks, another quick break. Much more ahead. Justin Katz, our segment Politics This Week, right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month, Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brothers Disposal, 401 6880517 Our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz managing editor anchorizing.com. Justin, I wanted to just give you a chance to circle back on these uh new quote gun laws that have come in. Governor McKee still hasn't signed it yet. Could be that his legal people want to go through just make sure it's all constitutional will be overturned. But just any um follow up or thoughts I mean to me you know, it, it still is not going to have any impact on some of the violence in Providence as much as they want to lump it all in together. I think it was just a total knee jerk reaction. And the group that has the power wants to use the power. Yeah, I think that's right. And I mean, it's I think as we've discussed before, this is this is 
the local Democrats trying to gain some of the steam that national Democrats are getting on an issue. And it's, that's just really not that relevant in Rhode Island. So they're, they're right. going to push it, even though it makes sense. I mean, some of these things, I don't know how it can, uh, frankly, I mean, maybe it will be held up, but I don't know how it could possibly be in keeping with the second amendment to say, you can't carry a loaded rifle. I mean, I just, I, I can't square that with the language of the second amendment somehow, right. but, so, but they're doing it. And, but, and what really strikes me is they talk about how we have to do this. Nobody needs 30, was it Ruggiero said, nobody needs 30 rounds in a chain, in a clip. And well, we had three shootings in Providence over the, over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the issue isn't, you know, 18 year old kids being able to buy a hunting rifle, or maybe it isn't somebody with 15, 20 bullets in a, in a, magazine going to the gun club i mean maybe that is not the problem maybe it's gang violence maybe that's the problem yeah. that, that's to me is what what i find most striking even nationally is as you've got this upsurge in crime and you, you've got and it's going so far that in, in was it san francisco uh, one of the progressive da's who's been light on crime just got booted because he was too progressive for san francisco i mean at the same time that there's a movement pushing to decriminalize crime in some regards they're trying to disarm the public which just it, it it seems so so bizarre and poorly thought out and i i think that's probably what it is it's just they're just reacting first emotionally and second politically to, to gain some advantage from something that just doesn't isn't relevant in rhode island um and also justin they have announced that the budget has come out and it, it's still hard for me to fathom this um but they are announcing budget for next year and then it'll kick in and then now it's still it has to Governor McKee needs to sign off on the whole thing, but $13.6 billion for the Rhode Island budget. Justin Katz, I think, again, we use New Hampshire as a guide. I, it, what's frightening to me is just how big this is getting. It is a money machine. Uh, it's a bottomless money pit. They're all patting themselves on the back. They've been awash in cash, not watching what's going on nationally with the economy. Uh, what's frightening to me is this... To me, without – but you, you could go through this, and, and I'll bet you, you could reasonably trim at least $1 billion, maybe even $2 billion. The fact that Rhode Island has you know, this large of, quote, a budget, it's, I think the, the train has left the station. It, it's just so out of control at this point. It is. Yeah, you could go through the budget. I mean, I I did this exercise on the budget was, I don't know, four or five billion dollars less. And I, I was easily able to find even over a billion of dollars that could easily be trimmed at that time without yeah. even looking too hard. And so I, I think you could take about half the budget away and nobody would even notice from a yeah. from the population's point of view. But I think it is out of control. It's just it's like it's like that young adult who just got a big inheritance and is maxing out credit cards to keep keep everything going as well and, and just knows somehow it's going to end but but can't control themselves and, and plan for the future that's kind of where we are and they're making claims that this is one time that's one this you know after after obama's big in, influx of money to the state government uh, 10 10 12 years ago they they did the same thing they ram they the budget jumped up and it did go down but it was a big scramble talk about how oh, tightening belts and it was a big fight to keep as much as possible. So there's, it's like a ratchet. It'll never, ever go down to where it's not like they spend the money and go, okay, we don't have that this year. No, they'll find a way. And yep. what, but what strikes me though, is a lot of it, you know, really heavy on construction. They, they try to pass it off as being responsible. These are one-time things. Well, yeah, to some extent, but what they're doing is they're insulating the special interests, particularly the labor unions for the huge downturn that's going to come. And so they're all set. They've got hundreds of millions of dollars now in projects that are just sitting there already funded to get them through. And meanwhile, the state government's saying, oh, well, we'll, we'll give you this tax cut back. We'll, we'll reduce this. We're going to give every family $250 per child. Yeah, that's all going to go away. Once the money gets tight, we're going to see that all reversed, but the money's still going to be there for the special interests. And I think it's, they're just so, they're so reliant. There's so many powerful, influential people who now are living off of this money that yeah. it's going to be really, really difficult to, to, I, I don't think we can go back and be fiscal, fiscally responsible, at least until there's a giant crash that really upends everything which i'll give them credit they've managed to somehow avoid those falling rocks for the past 20 30 years but i at some point their luck's going to run out and we're 
hopefully we'll take that opportunity to, to rethink this, but I think that's what it's going to take. You know, it's interesting. I early on, I think it was maybe about a year ago at one of governor McKee, when he was having press briefings, he stopped doing them because of all his scandals. But when he was doing them, uh, Steve Alquist of uprise, you know, asked, how come you have stopped funding such and such? And then I don't remember what the program was, but it was, it was then there was going to be a protest planned later that day for this. And then, at the time, Governor McKee, who was being pretty candid, said, well, that was only just put in. We didn't stop funding it. It was a program that was then it only had like three to four years of funding and then it was going to end. But it just showed, Justin, see, the the advocates, their gamesmanship is if you can just get it, they say, oh, we just need to add it in for, you know, let's just do it as a program, pilot program, two, three years. It never as you, it never comes out. And then they start arguing, how can you not fund this? Um, so the trick for them is just to get it added in. It's like a party that then you can never get thrown out of. Uh, the amount of money they keep pouring in with social services and state programs, and this is funded and this is free, they recognize you don't have to make a long-term argument. It's just the game of getting it tacked on and then you just start this big protest and movement, like how can you cut this out of the budget? And they, they never want to remind people that it was only supposed to be a temporary situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, they, they get it. And it goes for the, it goes for the, not the social services as well, but the, the labor unions, right? You, you, yes. We hired a, we hired a bunch of people. These are middle-class jobs. If you, if you don't fund yep. again this year, uh, you're going to hurt middle-class families and Rhode Islanders. And that's, that's the game is get the money on there. Uh, you know, for people who, who just wish we could get back to kind of a politics that wasn't so cutthroat and divisive. This is that, I mean, this is, that's, that's right. The game. It's, it's just get as much money from wherever you can filtered in there and then put the hero up on the screen. This person is homeless. This person is going to lose a job. This person needs services. This person, that's what they do. And then they, they, there's constantly, oh, we'll go for the rich. We'll go for that. There's no good will come of this in the long term. And I, I don't see the problem is we just don't have adults in government. And we have a system that doesn't encourage adults to be, become active in government. And so that's what you get is that constant grab, that constant spend. Just spend it now, spend it now, because then we can turn around and use guilt trips and sob stories in order to keep the money. And that's, I, I'll be very surprised if we don't see. Uh, see most of this money just become perpetually part of the budget folks again our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor at anchorising.com justin where are you where do you think we are with this soccer stadium in Pawtucket? i i don't accept this business of you know oh we we can't let them lose another stadium i i think that's irrelevant uh it, it's not a matter of that like oh well, we this now we really have to do it because they lost the poor socks um I, th- there's nothing about this that sounds good to me uh there's way too much politics involved mckee doesn't want to let down quote you know the voters of the blackstone valley Grabian, obviously you know i don't i don't think he's the right one to ask that commerce secretary prior he's trying to push this across just so we can add another thing he's running for treasurer but you know instead of just cutting your losses or realizing that this starts to become a money pit where the farther along you go they just keep they just keep saying they need more money like that will never end. They don't understand that. Um, it, it's not a you know, this whole business of they just need the, like this one time infusion because costs have gone up. They're just going to continue to say that. And then it becomes 20 million more and 40 million more. Um, and then it becomes like the big dig. But where do you think we are with this Pawtucket soccer stadium? Well, I, I mean, first of all, I think it's, it's very much the same conversation, right? It's just get the get the taxpayers involved somehow. And politicians are not good with sunk costs. They, they can never cut losses and say, well, that's, that's, sorry, you couldn't make it work with the 10, 20 million we gave you. That's all you're going to get. And they, they just are not good at that. And so uh, this is what they try to do. That's the strategy. And I think, you know, related to the budget, Shikarchi was, was saying, well, that, that stadium is not in the budget, but he was very open to, you know, they'll send us when they have a request, they'll send it to us and we'll put it through the process. So he certainly wasn't saying no. Uh, and I think, I think they'll, they'll get it at this point. Everybody, they're all feeling flush with cash. 
they feel like there's no no ending to it. The one thing that might stop it is if they can't get it through the process before the giant recession that's probably coming actually happens. At that point, uh, I, I think all bets might be off for the stadium and it'll just the project might die. But uh, so I think it's really just a gamble of when the recession hits. I think it's interesting that when they were having a a meeting last week, I think at Commerce, but the reporters were staked out waiting kind of for an update. And it was the reporter from the channel, I think from the journal, actually, that suddenly stops a photo and it says, Michael Sabatoni of Labors has just arrived. Well, that, you know, certainly is the game changer. That's someone, uh, the unions making it very clear, like, you're not going to end these union jobs because this is, as you know, these are they slap a public labor agreement on it. This is these are all uh, no bid union contracts. They can, you know, they can juice up the cost. Everyone's along for the ride on it. That's all part of it if the developer or, or ever said well you know actually i have my own crew we want to bring them in i don't need all these union people it would they'd never get a shovel in the ground but him showing up the way he's treated by the media by the way in in the journal they never say like the, the, the negative downside or what that means that he's showing up at the meeting uh as was already in process and that's just to make sure everyone understands like you're not killing the deal here the way you know they hated mattiello for what he did uh justin katz also last week after you know the maneuver in the state senate and dominic ruggiero the senate president enjoyed a a good uh, relationship very good with with the nra the rhode island republican party really took off the gloves and went after him and i I just I question the the strategy of just the nature of they were taking some real personal shots at him. Granted, they also went after Governor McKee on the FBI probe, but I'm just curious your your thought. I I I, I think we're both in agreement that we want to be supportive. I just wonder sometimes the messaging coming out of the Republican Party, where I, I think sometimes if you can be too cute, the public loses it, and if you also put out things that the media is not going to go with it kind of becomes like you know if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it does it really make a sound right well they did i mean that's that's a real a puzzle for the pr folks these days on the right is i mean the media is going to ignore you if you're too extreme but they'll ignore you if you're not extreme enough so it's kind of difficult to find you know I, generally i uh i i i think it was a, a pretty good point to make i mean it's reasonable they're just they're making people who own these these clip firearm uh, magazines with more than ten shots are making them criminals. And meanwhile, you've got Ruggiero, you know, twelve years ago, who arrested was it arrested in Barrington for a DUI, shoplifting yeah. twenty, thirty years ago, forty years ago, whatever it was, thirty years. Yeah. Um, that I mean, it's a reasonable point. I think the target is missing. There's only there's only when when two thirds of the chamber votes to to follow the process. That's you know you can't. You, at some point, you can't really blame leadership. I mean, when when Gordon Fox, the Speaker of the House, maneuvered to get something through a committee that the committee killed, that was that was leadership manipulation going after them. But here, you know, that's not that you, we've we've got to start targeting all of these local races where those that yes. third voters comes from. That's where you've got to focus. You can't just focus on leadership. And frankly, I, a lot of it is because I'm I'm still gun shy after watching Mattiello because I'm I, I don't know, I scoffed at his idea of being a firewall. I, I wrote posts making fun of that idea. But it turns out he really was much more than yeah. I thought. And he you was. know I, I worry that you know you go after Ruggiero you, and and look who look who replaced Mattiello. Sure uh, Barbara Fenton Fung's Republican, but she's she's one of the farthest left people in the house at this point. She's, she, I mean, if you want to talk rhino, that's her. Uh, so I, that's what you got and killed the firewall. I worry what happens when you take out, I mean, don't forget the last people, the last person to really go after Ruggiero on a, an even more personal level and in front of his family was Sam Bell, the progressive Senator. Uh, and that was, so there, I think Republicans have to kind of look at that. The, the progressives hate him. Maybe, maybe we should focus on progressive local rate in local races in Barrington, you know, where we ought to be able to win still. I mean, these kind of, that's where their focus should be. Right. I think it, we may regret if they manage to take out Ruggiero and, and he's replaced by somebody more progressive. Folks, again, uh, he is the managing editor at anchorrising.com and Justin Katz, our segment politics this week. Justin, great job as always. 
Uh, we're getting closer now. Once we're going to be within the window of getting closer to the election, we'll be all over it. Uh, again, belated happy Father's Day, and we'll talk to you again. Likewise. Have a good one. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service over 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Centerdale Revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence portion of the program brought to you by the coesit inn check them out on the website dipetro.com the coesit inn or Rhode island tradition since 1977 located 226 coesit avenue in west warwick whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers there's always a great crowd you can to link directly to them and gift certificates are available the coesit inn 226 coesit avenue in west warwick thing to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you, if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, contact. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming experts based right in lincoln tree removal since 2006 and also 24 7 emergency service available call yankee tree service today 439-6028 439-6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439 6028 439 6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439 6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com